Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, welcome into the Thunder and Lightning podcast uh, post-game show. I'm here at Davis Wade Stadium. Not a whole lot to say as far as what happened here. Uh, 49-9 is the final score. Disappointing, not the result, but, but the way that it was. You know, I think that, you know, one of the things I talked about all week was, you know, seeing improvement and seeing a team that could finally, you know, just compete for without Alabama for maybe two or three quarters. And you didn't get that tonight. You, you got a team that, you know, made the silly mistakes that have plagued them all year, uh, untimely penalties, turnovers. Uh, Will Rogers did not look his best uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Just poor. Uh, and then, you know, defensively, goodness gracious. I don't have an issue with the blitzing. I don't because I, I firmly believe when you're playing a team like Alabama and you're, you're that outmanned from a talent perspective, you might as well go all out. You might as well try to win on every down. Uh, you know, there's no. I don't have an issue with gambling like, like the way that he did, but it just didn't work. It just didn't work. I, I don't really fault the idea as much as the execution. So that just sort of is what it is. Uh, State three and three. Honestly, if we want to play the positive game here for a second, three and three is probably where most of us in this room would have had this team at this point, right? I mean, I would have thought, okay, they'll lose to A&M, they'll lose to Alabama, and either LSU or North Carolina State, they'll drop one of those. Well, you pick up an unexpected one with A&M, you pick up an unexpected loss with uh, Memphis, and here you are. So, the season really begins for Mississippi State this weekend coming up against Vanderbilt. And, and from that point on, we'll determine, we'll know what this season is. So, all right, let's jump into some questions, comments, things of that nature. Rob Hadaway, you're up. Josh Watson, you're behind him. Guys, go ahead and get in the uh, queue if you want to talk, and uh, we'll get going. Go ahead, Rob. Howdy, Brian. Hey, Rob. How's it going? It's going good. Um, you know, I had a uh, really – Two main objectives uh, going into this game for uh, MSU. One was to mm-hmm. actually play and complete the game um, as it was on the schedule and was required to be played. And then the second was to uh, uh, score offensive points. And uh, and I, so I, I'm feeling great coming out of this, to be completely honest. Um, I, I don't know what happened beyond, you know, seven to three, but, I mean, it felt like it was a, a good time was that by all tonight. <laughs> This is a man whose whose expectations are perfectly adjusted for Mississippi State Alabama. There's just, there's just no point in having expectations. Oh, Corral just threw his first pick of the year. Well, that's delightful. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, what happened there, Ryan? You there? Uh, I, I, that was Rob. I'm not sure what was happening. Oh, okay, Rob, Rob, you're having some issues there. Let's just, just go ahead and mute him up there. Yeah. Uh, but that said, like I said, you just wanted to be better, right? I mean, if, if State had lost this game by the score I predicted, 38-17, is anybody, you know, fuming mad? No, I don't think so. So to lose the way they did, and really, I mean, when you watch the, the from the, the most of the third quarter on, I mean, they, there wasn't a lot of – it didn't feel like there was a lot of effort being given. I mean, that's just my opinion up here watching it from, you know, the press box. But – just, just not, 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 not good all, all in all. Alabama's a very talented football team. Probably the most talented offensive team in the country. Uh, they're not as good defensively as Georgia is, and that's going to be a great matchup when we get to it. But 
you know, State moved the ball a good bit in the first half. I thought they were doing okay, but the turnovers, I mean, you just can't turn the ball over against Alabama. You just can't. So, and then Ro- right, Rogers, getting, Rogers getting hurt. It was, it was- yeah. And, and, you know, he's, he, he, he's continued to play. So, no, no, no doubt of his toughness. But, you know, when you're talking about a guy who's already sort of limited in what he can do throwing the football. That's, that's a tough call to, to you know, keep him out there. So uh, Leach is talking right now. I'm sure he'll answer some questions about as much as he's willing to say about injuries, but I'm sure he'll get that question. All right, Josh Watson, you're up. Maybe. There we go. All right. So, uh, all right, what's up, Josh? Let's, uh, let's get a couple things out of the way. First of all, I don't sure the Alabama team of years past. Um, mm-hmm. They've shown, like you said during the podcast this week, they're human. You know, they have vulnerabilities. Um, I'm still, you know, we talked about after the A&M game, I'm still not sold on the air raid. Uh, mm-hmm. the score once you get into the red zone. Um, I'm, and I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, when you get down to that point down there, why are we not just running slants and outs? Wes Welker there after death, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you can get five to six yards per play on a slant, and it's almost impossible to cover. And I mean, I, but you know, I, I'm sure Leach knows this stuff. But um, yeah, you know, two things, and I, I posted on Twitter earlier. But you know, I'm, I'm still not sold on the air raid, and I'm just not a hundred percent sold on Bill Rogers as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Overall, overall, now he has done really good up to this point this year as far as managing the offense. Managing turnovers. Uh, this game was kind of rough for him. Turned the ball over I think, three times. Uh, yeah, you obviously can't do that against Alabama, and expect to come out with a win. Even if we expect, I mean, I don't know that any of us expected to come out with a win anyway. But you definitely can't do it. Turn the ball over three times, and we'll no. fix it. No, you can't do that at all. Uh, you know, I mean, when you look at Rogers' numbers for the season, I mean, fourteen. Uh, Four, thanks for the, uh, the, the the stuff, Josh. Thanks for the questions and comments. Uh, Fourteen and five for touchdowns, interceptions. Still not terrible. Still pretty good. It's three to one. But when you have three in one game, you're probably not going to win, and it's certainly not going to win when that three is against Alabama. So, you know, he just played poorly tonight. Uh, and I get, you know, the frustration. Uh, the air raid again. He had guys open. The, the first pick, you know, a better throw, and that's a touchdown. Uh, he had Heath open for a touchdown on the second drive where they scored the field goal. Um, the, the the second interception, a better throw, and that's a, a big play. So it's not the offense that's the issue. Tonight was a personnel issue. Will Rogers just didn't play well. So that being said, this is against Alabama, and so we'll just sort of take it from there. If he plays poorly next week against Vanderbilt, then we'll, we'll worry about it. If he plays well and State wins, then we'll, we'll just continue to move forward. So. Yeah, RJ is correct. Not a lot of speakers tonight. Are we wrapping this up soon? What's going on? Come on, speakers. Uh, I was going to say, I I still feel I still feel better about the air raid. I I, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Rogers just made some mistakes today, and then after he got he, hurt, he was he just wasn't the same. And we obviously have no one else that we can play. Right. I mean, the, and somebody some somebody on Twitter was making the comment to me about. Uh, yeah, put Robertson in. I mean, guys, Sawyer Robertson is at best, at best, the third string quarterback right now. He's that's where he is at best. So, you know, if, if anything's going to happen, it was going to be uh, it was going to go to Chance Levertich, which I mean, 
the guy's a walk-on. So that, that's where that's your that's your next option. So we'll see. All right, Keith is right. You're a Red Devil, man. I, I'm telling you, I just not, I'm not going to do callers who I do don't have the real name and stuff. I just don't trust it. Let's go ahead, Keith. Hey, Brian, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. The game kind of went, you know, sideways after the turnover and the pick six and all that. It kind of went sideways. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, it just snowballed from there. But I was kind of surprised the defense didn't re- play really well at all either, you mm-hmm. know, at, at times. Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminded me a lot of the, the game Dak Prescott's senior year where every touchdown for Alabama scores is a big play. And that's what happened tonight. I mean, Alabama had what one one long drive, where where they you know uh, they drove I think fourteen plays in ninety three yards. Everything else, you know, they had and, and give their coaching staff credit. And obviously, you know, this is part of the whole why you have the staff and the the, the all the analysts and everything, right? Is to right. no tendencies and no and no formations and stuff like that. And they were they had state scout. I mean, there's just no no other way around that. They had State scouted. Every time State brought pressure, they had the perfect play call dialed up for it. Uh, and, 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 of course, their guys, elite speed. I mean, Williams, that guy is a, is a trackster. Mechie is a very fast guy. There's just there's no chance. So when you bring pressure and you don't get home, I mean, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. But, again, State had a lot of opportunity or a lot of plays tonight where they played coverage and Alabama still found open guys. So – it was really damned if you do, damned if you don't. And if that's the way it's going to be, I'd rather go down swinging than not. And I'm with you. I mean, uh, can you imagine if we hadn't blitzed, how much more boring that game would it, be? It may have just been death by a thousand. It been basically similar to what State does to its opponents, sort of the death by a thousand paper cuts. The problem yeah. is those paper cuts would have been much deeper. It would have been real stabs because they were getting guys 10, 15 yards out of the field. RJ Sweatman, you're on, the, uh, you're on with us. Let's go. Hey, Brian. You What's get, up, man? You got me? I do. Uh, okay. Long time sufferer here. Uh, <laughs> You're not alone. I, th- I mean, I, I sat there and I watched the game, and, and I don't think Will's arm was ever really good the whole game because I, mm-hmm. I kind of watched it. I kinda, it kind of looked to me like they were baiting him. They wanted him to throw the ball down the field, and he either couldn't or wouldn't, and then they, they were just – piling people up down for the intermediate pass, and he had nowhere to go. And, I mean, that's where we end up, I guess. Yeah. there was. A, I'm trying to find who, who tweeted about it, but uh, let's see if I can just do a quick search. But Saban was asked about – he had a they had a different uh, – yeah. Saban said tonight they introduced a new trips coverage that helped create the turnovers. The name for the coverage was Thief. It's very uh, very apropos name. Yeah, he, he, he obviously he saw something on film that he knew that he could exploit, and it worked out for him. It worked out for him. So, now that being said, now if he can't make those throws, that because I mean, let's face it, uh, all three interceptions were all floaters. One was a floater to mm-hmm. the sideline, to the corner, to yeah. the other sideline. I mean, I'm not saying Will hasn't played good. I'm just saying mm-hmm. if he can't make that throw, if he can't put the zip on it. How is the offense ever going to get going? How are we ever going to spread the field? I mean, it's a good question. And I mean, you sort of have to hope that tonight was a little bit of just just not playing well, just for whatever reason. Um, maybe, you know, concern. I, I can't speak to it. 
maybe just some concern about where he's throwing the football and he's just trying to place it more than just fire it in there. Because especially the, the first the first throw or the first interception is – I mean, if he just throws that ball normally, uh, I think it's Polk. Polk has a step on Job there, but he floats it up and that allows Job to recover and he makes the interception. Um, so we'll see. You know, like I said, we'll come back next week and, and when they play Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's not any good. Uh, neither is South Carolina, as we learned today. Um, and they should be able to beat them. And if they beat them, then we'll go to the, you know, this, this is what this, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a grind the whole way through. Uh, there, there's not, state's not just good enough to show up and win. Now, there's some, there's some other things. And, RJ, I'm going to go ahead and let's see if we can go to the next person here. But uh, something that concerns me a lot, and I'm going to do a little more research on it, but just looking at it. So tonight, uh, the catch by Heath was 43 yards. That's the longest play of the season for Mississippi State. If I looked at the numbers right, and assuming I'm not missing something, State has four plays this year of 30 or more yards. I mean, guys, there are teams Ooh. that get that in a game. Yeah, that's all. There are teams that get that in. There are some teams that get that in a half. You're, you're, if you're if you're watching Ole Miss right now, that's one of them. State's inability to have any kind of explosive plays, be it a deep throw or just a play where somebody breaks a tackle and gets loose for 30, 40 yards, is, is that's really frustrating. Yeah, you I mean, haven't, you and, haven't and, seen I, I think, Wally break one like he did last year. No, no. And it, I think, you know, we've talked about this before, I think. I know we've brought it up on the podcast where when you hear air raid, you just have like a certain idea in your head. You don't expect the wishbone but with passing. And we talk about, you know, go listen to the interview I did with Aaron Murray. He talks about things like so much of what State does is they run the ball by passing. They, the, all these passes behind the line of scrimmage or within four or five yards of the line of scrimmage, they're just the same as runs. And so if you look at it like that, which I don't like looking at it like that, but if you do, then State is basically doing what every other team does, you know, in terms of pass-run balance. If you call those plays runs, then State's probably running the ball 50 times a game and throwing it 25 times a game or something like that. So it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to watch a team try and dink and dunk its way down the field. Whenever there's a, a problem, whenever they get behind schedule, the drive is basically over. Uh, they, 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 they have such trouble coming back from third and, you know, second and 10, second and 11, anything like that. And then you compound that with terrible turnovers Penalties. I thought Scott Lashley, poor guy, had to, had to be fired up to play Alabama, and just played the worst game of his life. Uh, just just awful out there. Um, in, in his de- in his defense, Will Anderson's making everyone look that bad. Will Anderson is a is a man, and God, he's not even a, not even a draft eligible. Incredible. Um, Alabama tonight, I think, had nine sacks. If I'm correct, I mean, that's that's tough. It's tough. Am I, am I right about that number? Let me double-check here. Alabama, yeah. Uh, seven sacks. Uh, and again, to, like I said, go back to that game with Dak in his senior year. They had nine sacks of Dak Prescott. So, Well, I will say a couple of those, Will, was very – did not – Very indecisive. Yeah. Very indecisive at times. So, let's see if we got another speaker request here. Yeah, Scott Ming wants to join us. Scott, you're, you're on. Hey, Brian, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I just had a couple questions. Um, sure. On Will Rogers' injury oh, in the early first half, is that something yeah. – the reason he didn't push the ball down the field like he did against Texas a and And also, second, is 
with them being with like with Scott Lashley being there at Alabama for the past four years, is that something where they could game plan around? I'm sure to an extent, but I mean, you know, they only saw him in his the offense they were running versus you know what is he doing in this offense? But they have tape. I mean, they 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 know that right now he's the weakest link on the offensive line. So I don't think him playing at Alabama, you know, affected that game plan any more than anything else. Saban probably knew he's like, look, that kid's not great, and we can go after him. But the tape would tell you that, even if you didn't, uh, if you hadn't coached him for the past four years. Repeat your first question again. With with Will Rogers' injury in the first half, mm-hmm. um, is that the reason he didn't push the ball down the field so much? Because he was like he did against Texas A and M with him, yeah, savoring it. You know, I, I, I don't know if that's the case or not. Because after well, I forget what I guess it would have been twenty one three. He comes out and throws the long pass to Heath, and then he throws a twenty yard pass to Pulp on the back shoulder, which was probably the two best throws of the game for him. So. It's, it's difficult to explain why Rodgers and this offense can sometimes go from just moving down the field and pushing the ball where they want to go to it just stalls out, especially in the red zone. I mean, that, that's that's the most frustrating thing. You had three drives in field goals. I mean, two of them were inside the, the, the 20. You can't, you can't you can't beat anybody like that. You can't, especially not Alabama. you gotta, you got to get some touchdowns, you know. So... I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to, the, to that question, but I don't think the injury was that uh, big of a deal. Braves win, good, good. Glad the Braves won. Thanks, Scott. So, no other questions. We, we, got, we got anything else? I'm happy to go home. All right, guys, come on. Somebody else. I think everybody's watching the. Uh, here we go. Rob Attaway's back in. I think everybody's watching the Ole Miss game. They're just sort of locked in on that. You, uh, what you got for me, uh, Rob? You mentioned uh, a team called the Braves. What sport is this? Uh, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Not, okay. not important. Okay, good. Um, no, yeah, do you have the stats in front of you? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, like, what were our, um, I guess both teams, uh, like, passing and, and rushing stats? I'm just curious. I haven't seen them. Sure. Uh, Alabama, Alabama, 20 for 28. 28. 348 yards, four touchdowns. Will Rogers was three, 35 for 55, 300 yards, and three picks. 300 better than I probably would have guessed. Yeah, yeah. Alabama rushed 41 times for 195 yards, two scores. And <laughs> this going to state rushed the ball 19 times. It's going to be a 2000 Florida. Um, uh, sat line here, isn't it? Yeah. State, state rushed the ball 19 times for negative one yards. All right. So, yeah, I know somebody else said something. Will Rogers was a big part of that. Somebody else said something to this effect, but, you know, if you look at, like, the first quarter before it really got out of hand, and, and I think you could toss out anything that happened after it was, what, 21 to 3 or 21 to 6, whatever it was. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially after Marcus got hurt. But before that, we were moving the ball, you know, just the same as we normally mm-hmm. do. Um, you know, I think we still got the red zone issues that we have, and I don't really know what the solution is to that. But um, I, I, I still, I'm, I'm not discouraged by this game because I just think, you know, once Bama's up, once they hit 21 points, nothing matters because um, it takes. Yeah. Well, I, you're, you're you're right. And the, the first drive for State was really good. Was really good, and then they have the pick. 
And uh, Rob, Rob, you're, you're breaking up bad, man. I'm not going to take you out. Uh, the state's first drive was really good. The second drive was good until they stalled out in the red zone. They had it. They, they yeah. yeah. At the half, both teams. I, uh, somebody got on to me about this on Twitter, but at the half, both teams were equal total yardage. But then the second half happened. So, all right, let's go. To, we've got another uh, RJ Swepner wants to get back in with us. Go ahead, RJ. Hey, man. Look, I mean, am I the only one that thought that? I know that Alabama's receivers are fast. I know that their offensive weapons are better than most. But mm-hmm. to run around the field like Bo Jackson on Tecmo Bowl and just pretty much score whenever they wanted to, I mean, is that not mm-hmm. a concern? I mean, we still have the, we still have the same tackling issues. We got the same big play issues. Where where are we gonna get the improvement from? I mean, do I mean well, I know part- Part of the improvement is they're not going to play Alabama again. I mean, just just playing Vanderbilt and Kentucky and Arkansas and Auburn will, will take care of some of that for you. Um, I mean, Williams, that guy is as good a, uh, a receiver as there is in the country. And Mechie's really good uh, as well. And Bryce Young is a good, a really good quarterback. There's a threat on Gene's page today, by the way. We've got to talk about this. Some guy said it's not possible for Bryce Young to have a big game tonight. I'm just like... I don't know what sport you watch, buddy. I don't know. Wow. I don't know what you're. You know, that's going to be like one of the themes on uh, on on Thunder and Lightning tomorrow. It's like it's okay to hope to win. It's okay to even think you're going to win, but don't come in here with this. Oh, there's no way we can lose crap when you're playing Alabama. Don't just just don't waste my time. Seriously, don't waste my time. Uh, is, is it just me or do our safeties just look terrible? I mean, yeah, they they did not have their best game. We'll put it that way. They did not look good. Yes, state, state over the you know the past few years. I mean, you know after Abram left, they just haven't been able to replace some of those guys. Um, you know, Fred Peters is a good player. Colin Duncan is a good player, but they don't have any anybody back there that just like look at and go, okay, that guy's an NFL guy. So you, you, they need to. Uh, that's why this this upcoming uh, signing class when they've got. I think six or seven DBs committed. They need a couple of those guys to hit and maybe even be early contributors. I don't know if they need to go to the Juco or the, or the portal route at the safety position. They obviously did it with Jalen Green, but he hasn't been a huge impact player. So we'll see. All right. I'm going to go to Hunter Gillen next, Josh, as you've already been on, and then we'll come back to you, Josh. So go ahead, Hunter. Hey, Brian, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. What's up, man? Man, I mean, I'm not going to go and say that I expected us to win this game tonight by any stretch. Right. <laughs> but I will say one thing that kind of that kind of made me upset a little bit was just how easily deflated we were. It seemed, you know, Alabama got up two touchdowns and three touchdowns and just, I don't know, it just seemed throughout the game we just stopped caring, like more and more and more, you know, to the point where it's, there was no hope. I don't know. That, to me, it kind of speaks a little bit about our coaching. I guess I don't, I don't know. It just it. it no, just, I get the frustration, man. I get it. Yeah. Um. You know, because nobody wants to see their team get blown out. And it, the thing that bothers me. Thanks for the the the, the, the comments, uh, Hunter. Um, the thing that bothers me is, and I tweeted about it. This is now states lost fourteen straight to Alabama. That's actually not the longest streak in the conference, by the way. Arkansas has not beaten them in a longer period of time, but. In 11 of those games, State has only scored nine or less points. I mean, Good Lord. Just last year, we watched Ole Miss score 48. 
Uh, you know, we've seen LSU score big points. Not, not even, I'm not even talking about the Burrow years. I mean, there's been years where they've scored 24, 30 points on Alabama. Uh, Auburn has been able to score. It's just frustrating that it feels like you're playing an FCS versus an FBS team. Mississippi State probably won't beat Tennessee State as badly as Alabama beat Mississippi State tonight. That's frustrating. State's now scored 16 points in four years on Alabama, going back to uh, the 2018 game. I mean, if you go back to Dak's senior year, uh, that would be six games. They've scored, what did I say, 16? They've scored 19, uh, 25 points in six years. Not counting the 24 points, obviously. Even then, even then, think about that. State could have had every point they scored from 2015 to tonight, and we'd be in overtime right now. And am I crazy to think, like, from 80 to 95, when we had that long streak, the games were more Mm -hmm. competitive than these have been? Okay. It's funny you brought that up because I talked about this, I think, with Robbie Falk the other day, just off the air. It used to be that State would play Alabama tough and get blown out by LSU. Every year. Every year, State yeah. would, basically after Jackie took over, State would always play Alabama tough. Sometimes they'd beat them, but they could never beat LSU, and the games were always like 42 to nothing. And somehow that's flipped. Now State cannot stay on the field with yeah. Alabama. Now, I know part of that is because of Big State. But... They, now they're competitive every year with uh, with LSU. It's really weird. All right, let's go. Well, Josh got out on us. Let's go to Jared Gardner. Jared, are you there? Unmute yourself, Jared. Hey, can you hear me? I can, yes. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, first thing, does this team give you vibes from the 2011 team at all, or is it just me and – also, Twitter says Bulldog fans discuss Lane Kiffin as Mississippi State falls to number 11. <laughs> <I saw that. laughs> Alabama. I just want to give your thoughts on that. I mean, uh, I, first off, thanks for my friend Andy Koska, the Clarion Ledger beat writer. It wasn't him this time. Great job. I didn't know that Twitter was-, was based in Nashville. Um, thanks for the question, Jerry. Um, okay, I'll tell you why it doesn't give me 2011 vibes. That team was ranked, what, 16th? Preseason, we had a lot of expectations for the, that team. This team, I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations for. Um, so, but that being said, that team did struggle offensively uh, after, especially after the uh, the Auburn game where they, they scored like thirty four points. Then it was just tough. Remember that UAB game where they ended up changing out Ralph for Russell? That was just an ugly, ugly game. And that team was not really good offensively uh, that season. So there, there is something to what you're saying, but at the same time, I didn't have the same expectation level. Uh, let's go back to Kivas Wright, then we'll go back to Josh Watson, then we'll probably wrap it up. Hey, Brian. I, got, uh, I just got one more question. Um, as far as the, re- the rest of the regular season goes, um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you actually see us getting to a bowl game maybe? Yeah, because – I'm, not, I'm just not a person that can take a whole lot away from this kind of game when you play. I mean, that, that's the best. That's one of the best teams in the country. I don't think they're the best, but they're one of the best. And they were pissed off. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They got they got manhandled last week. They were they were unhappy. Somebody had to bear the brunt of that, and it just happened to be Mississippi State. I honestly think if 
Alabama had played LSU or Arkansas, it would have been the, pretty much the same sort of result tonight. Alabama came for blood tonight. But, yeah, State can beat Vanderbilt. They can beat Tennessee State. And then it's just getting one more. I mean, you've watched Kentucky. Arkansas looks much Arkansas, Arkansas looks vulnerable. Now, Auburn looks yeah. better, but yeah. you just never know. Ole Miss, that game, it, it, you never know. You just don't ever know. So, I, yeah, State State can get to six. Can they get to seven? That's the better question. It, it'll be tough, but I think they could. I, we we got to, you know, you got to – they say, well, it was don't let a, a, one one loss turn into two losses. That's what happens. It's got to happen here. State's got to flush this and move forward. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Josh Watson, you're going to wrap us up. Luke Altmyer is coming in. I'm seeing on Twitter that Corral has been in a – been injured. Hope he's okay. He's he's. Well, that's not good. Okay. That's not good for my fantasy college team. So, um, well, Corral. Yeah, Corral. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, apparently he's back in the game. So go ahead. All right. Cool. All right. Um. So you know, trying to just trying to glean some positives from this. Rogers, a couple of passes that he did throw downfield, aside from the interceptions, like we said earlier. The, the pass that he completed downfield were nice. And it looked like – I really think, like we talked about in the past, you've got to make those down-the-field passes for this offense to work. Yeah. You, 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 you know, if you dink and dunk and if you check down and take six, seven seconds to check down and throw a pass behind the line of scrimmage to your running back who's going to get you two yards, just run the ball. You know, it, it's it, – the, 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 the pass in the uh... – I think the third quarter where everybody's covered up. So he throws it to Mark six yards behind the line yeah. of scrimmage, but there's a linebacker standing right there. Like, right. Buddy, just, just take off right in front of him. Yes. Exactly. I mean, that, that's, that should have been picked off. I don't know how the guy was just not like, I'm going to get this one, but. And the other thing that we saw earlier in the game, we saw one play or two plays where uh, the pocket spread out and Will saw about eight yards of grass in front of him and he took off. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Got, got a couple, couple first downs. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, you don't want him to be a scrambling quarterback. You don't want him to be Mac or Nick in this in this offense. Right. But in a situation like that, where your options are, okay, you go through your progression and you check down and get maybe a yard, or your pocket spreads out and you can get six, seven yards running, take the slide, and you know yeah. go yeah. to second or third down. You, you guys got to have. More more pocket awareness than what Will had tonight. Absolutely, you've got you've got to have a little bit more. Uh, just the clock in your head's got to be working because you you can't have hold the ball that long against Alabama anytime. All right, guys, going to call it a night. Uh, Thunder and Lightning will be up tomorrow uh, evening and uh, another good week. Try a couple of other things. Well, real quick, why it took so long tonight. So normally when I do the show. I just duck over to the visitor's coaching box, which is right next to the press box. And even if they're finishing up in there, they're like, yeah, no problem, right? That's what La Tech did, NC State, LSU, no problem, right? Sit down and start talking. So I get done, I walk over, and they're like, Alabama's guy's like, no, you can't come in here. We don't have enough room. You just have to wait. I'm just like, this is the first time anybody's, oh, I don't care. You just have to wait. So roll tide, guys. Maybe if they didn't have grandpa and great-grandpa in there doing it and a couple of kids, they could have gone a little faster. Uh, I'm, I've got interviews lined up, or at least I, I put in the request, and we'll see if MSU makes them happen. But should be talking to Ben Hallen and Chris Lamonis this week. So we've got some, some good stuff outside of football for Thunder and Lightning, and plus we got Vanderbilt preview uh, and all that good stuff. Guys, have a good night, good Sunday, and be back with you uh, soon. Thanks for listening to the Post Game Show. Have a good one, guys.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.